Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. Do you know the password? No, it's not Nolkush. It's those two fools and your hosts, Rue and Tugs. Welcome to For What It's Worth. This is Season 3, Episode 6. Were you born with it or did you become it? Today's topic is Therian and Otherkin. And we'll be introducing our guest shortly because you almost... Uh, in the meantime, what did you do? It's been a while since we have been on the air. I know. It's been like, what, a month or so? Uh, three weeks. Three, three weeks. weeks, yeah. Yeah. I was moving, and so that's kind of the reason why we had to go on a little bit of a, a break. But I'm now in my new place, um, and it's it's really nice. And it's just what sucks is I have to drive 30 minutes to work every day. You poor baby. I can't tell you how many people out there are probably listening going, I have to ride an hour to work. (laughs) Oh, you poor thing. 30 minutes. Of course, my commute's 10 minutes, but I make sure that I live close to work for that reason. Yeah. Well, gas prices, you know, how much they just like to rape you. You know, and speaking of our larger audience, you know, they buy by the liter. So it's far more than what we pay. Like a gallon of gas in Europe is like eight or nine bucks. Yeah. Actually, I just did the math. It's about nine fifty. Why were you doing the math? What were you doing? I you're just like sitting around looking up gas prices over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because uh, you know, coworker um, who was from England, oh. we were talking about like different customs and different words that people use. How like words over here are not necessarily the same meanings as the words over there. Like so. fanny means rear end in the United States, but it doesn't mean that in the UK. Nope. Sorry, everyone over there. <laughs> so, Tugs, what have you been up to? Wait, that's all you did? You just moved? That's it? You're not going to tell anything? That, that really was, like, it you took didn't me You did anything forever. exciting happen? Like, uh, you know, I packed my stuff. To okay, okay. Get, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. packed, and then I, I move it and moved all my stuff. Now, here's the, here's the burning question that everyone wants to know. Yes. Did you actually throw away stuff? Because I heard you had the most boxes. I Are you goodwilled a, a lot of stuff. Did you? How you should only limit yourself to ten boxes when you move. No, not counting your large appliances and furniture. You know what? It would kill you to move. I think it would kill you to move. I've moved. I've moved a ton. What are you talking about? You have a lot of stuff. I throw out a lot of stuff before I move. Like seriously, I was like, what five boxes last time we moved? It was not a whole lot. It was like the TV and the sofa and stuff like that. That was heavy and big. You had a lot of stuff. You had a lot more than five boxes. I did not have more than five boxes. Bullshit, yeah. Not me personally. Dude, you still have a box in the room there that you haven't even unpacked. Which is probably going to get thrown out whenever we move next. You're going to throw out all your books? Yeah, I'm not reading them. (laughs) They're all your Harry Potter books. Oh, well, I might keep those. Those are the hardback (laughs) ones. Well, they're nice. Um, What did I do? So I did go on my grand adventure. I took the train. Um, How was that, taking the train by yourself? I slept on the train. So the first time I took the train out uh, to San Francisco was years ago, and I couldn't sleep. This time I slept marvelously, although waking up in Reno is depressing. No. <laughs> waking up in Reno at the train station, you look out the window and all you see is concrete That's walls. exactly how I knew I was in Reno. It's I'm like, like a, oh, this must be Reno. It's like a prison. It's like you look out both sides of the train you just see concrete walls. <laughs> um, but it was fun, and I got to say, I bought a little portable hotspot. Uh, prepaid one from Verizon because they have better coverage than anyone and I don't want to be on like a contract with them uh, but that worked really well for passing the time both ways 
And the food was pretty good, so I enjoyed that. Did you troll him like you said that you were going to troll? Like, say something like free Wi-Fi? You know, I, w- I, had, I had totally planned on it, and I was ready to go. But the attendant for the sleeper car was so nice, I did not want to make her life difficult. Like, she was so nice, I like wrote the company like a compliment while I was on the train. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, That's I did nice. not want to make her life difficult. Did you take your radio and listen to Majel Barrett? I did not. Oh. I did not. I was too busy not doing productive things and it was nice uh what else is going on uh, i'm working on coding for work which is fun i've now picked up the basics of web development ish stuff wow yeah, congratulations you're like a you're like a swiss army man like seriously <laughs> swiss army man swiss army man yeah so instead of like a swiss army knife it's a swiss army man i think i don't want to oh. know what attachments come out of him <laughs> Um, I did make, or I, no, you know what? I played Knights into Dreams finally. Like, I, I know who Knights is. Um, I know, like, I love Knights, and I played the sequel, but I didn't play the original. <laughs> and I have, I've had the original on my Xbox for, like, months. So I finally sat down and beat it, and it was good. Like, I sat down, played it, and beat it. That's I, cool. I enjoyed it. It was very abstract. The new game that I'm playing is the new Plants vs. Zombies 2. Ugh. They finally came out with it again. I have to say, EA is killing PopCap slowly. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Sadly. But as far as any other games I've been playing, that's... (laughs) Are you still playing Animal Crossing? No. Have you been playing? Yes! Really? Yes! It takes like ten minutes! Oh, I gave up. (laughs) No. No, man. I'm getting all kinds of weird stuff showing up now. Really? Like what? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Honestly, oh. um, there's something weird in the museum now. I don't know. Like, you gotta play. Yeah, I will eventually. It's just the move really kind of stopped me from being able to do like anything. But anyway, should we um, open up my cookie and see what's going on today? Bite it. <laughs> that was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like take an audio clip of you and then play it every show. Ah. <sighs> All right, here we go. From the metal cookie, what wisdom do you have for us? Was today's fortune chosen by our guest? No. It was chosen by my mate. Why can't you say boyfriend? What is up with the aversion to the word boyfriend or girlfriend in the fandom? I don't know. A boyfriend. There you go. I'm fine with it. It's just an interesting thing I noticed lately. It's like, what's wrong with the normal word? I, I, think, I think you have, like, I, I personally believe you have boyfriend, and then you have mate. I feel like that no one is seeing your hand gestures. Mate is above. Um, oh, so like girls have girlfriends? Like I go out with my girlfriends? Yeah. No guy is going to say I went out with my boyfriends. No, that's not what I meant. Actually, what? I have heard that. <laughs> Fortune time! Fortune time! It says, Ante up. This game is about to get hot. In bed with the cookie. <laughs> was that good? Welcome. Today's topic. Wait, wait. I'm gonna be you. And welcome back. And welcome back. <laughs> Heidi ho. So we actually have um, a little bit of a bonus for you. We have been on the horn with Ethereum, and this is how it went. 
first off, since we are recording, thank you for coming on. Uh, tell me about thank yourself. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. What, tell, tell us who you are. What's your name? My name is Wolf, and yes, that is my real name. Uh, at least that's what my driver's license says. Uh, I am a gray muzzle. I turned 51 this year. I've been in the fandom since, well, I could remember. Animal Olympics was the first time I truly knew I was a furry back in when I saw it in the theaters. Wow. So <laughs> I got to give you a date. But I've always been a furry. I've always loved Bugs Bunny. He's got a big set. And even when he gets his butt kicked, he still keeps trying. And that's the that's the beauty of being a furry. We still keep trying. So tell me what uh, year I'm, was that Animal Olympics in? Because it's been a while. 1979. So it's wow. Been a while. Yeah, it's been a good while. Do you go to a lot of cons then? Or I know you go to for Idaho, but have you gone um, to other ones? <clears throat> Yeah, actually, uh, I'm a published furry author. I have my second book out with Rabbit Valley due next month. I've been to Rocky Mountain Fur Con, uh, Rainforest, uh, Biggest Little Fur Con, so as well as for Idaho. So I and I'm making more and more as we go around. Oh yeah, I should be doing a panel there. I hope. Oh really? What panel are you going to be doing? Um. Being a storyteller as opposed to being a writer is the one I try to give at all the shows that I go to, teaching people how to unlock the storyteller as opposed to the technical writer. So you you ascribe to the title of Therion. So, well, how do you define that? I know that it's kind of a personal definition, but what's yours? I am considered what I considered a Therion-deist in the ancient context from the old ancient faith and beliefs, I believe that man is nothing more than an animal himself, just the highest form. And we seek to learn from our animal brothers so that we can be a better human. This Mm -hmm. is an old, old philosophy. I mean, it predates the Greeks and back to the Babylonians with the three initiates and such. Mm -hmm. But it's not a religion. It's a it's a faith in which you really do try to get in t- contact with your animal path. So it's definitely a spiritual thing then? Did, did that make it through? I know Skype's kind of being a pain. I heard something, but I didn't I didn't know what that was. Oh, okay. Fine, no problem. That's what editing's for. Um I was saying so so Therian then therianthropy for you is, is a very spiritual thing. It, it really is, and for a lot of Therans, it really is a spiritual thing. Now, in the, the classic religious context, um, Theron is derived from um, the Theranthropy, which was originally derived from the word lycanthropy, which was given to the practitioners of the Theron belief by the, the Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. So... It, it really has two meanings. Some people believe they are therans in the sense that they can attempt to take on animal forms. Some people believe that they have a, a deep-seated connection with an animal. And mm-hmm. some people believe in the ancient faith, like I do and many other therans do, that they are truly just animals and that they are trying to be better than the animals by breaking the three rules. So what's one of the um, common misconceptions or problems you run into when you explain this to someone? 
one of the biggest common misconceptions, as I touched on, uh, with the Catholic religion labeling Therans as lichens or shapeshifters. And actually, if you look for most modern descriptions, the term Theron or Theranthrope is actually man-beast. So the religion has portrayed it, and I'm not, I'm not bashing the Catholic religion, but there have been some things done that are not completely correct. But the bottom line is, is that the biggest misconception is that Therans actually are shapeshifters, that they can take other forms, or they believe they can take other forms, and it's getting to the point where it's labeled as a psychosis. And that is one of the biggest misconceptions. However, the American Indians and their shamanism have always uh, have always uh, worshipped or walked with, as they call it, spirit animals. So there are many different ways that you can believe. Mm-hmm. Um, with now, you know that kind of sounds when you when you say that it sounds in a way kind of like Brother Bear. So I, it probably isn't quite that. So what's the difference there? Um, well, the Brother Bear is a great example, the Disney movie of the person taking on the physical form of the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cute movie too, by the way, is pretty silly, but. <laughs> The, the concept is that man can change his physical form. And in my 50 years on this planet, I've never seen that. And history has never recorded effectively or accurately that man can take on the form of an animal. Does that mean that that doesn't happen? I don't know. <laughs> you look at the deep and they're finding, you know, ancient sharks now that were supposed to be long extinct. So, What's out there? I don't know. But what I do know is that Therans who are of the faith, they really believe that they have an animal spirit or a connection with an animal spirit or totem, just like the Native Americans do. Mm-hmm. And now, this and, is this is. Go ahead. And I was going to say so. And, and you and you believe then that you have one of these connections or totems, then, right? Well, let me give you a good example. For over 30 years of my life, I have literally recovered wolves from people who make, think they make good pets. My DA page and my FA page have the pictures of my wolves, and they relate to me as if I'm a wolf. And I firmly believe that I have a very good grounding in the fact that I strive to be better than the animal, but I also strive to mimic the the devotion, the love, the the community understanding that the wolf and the wolf pack has. So yes, I really do believe that I have been graced, blessed, whichever word you want to use, with the understanding of the wolf spirit. And I strive for it in all of my doings. I strive to be like the wolf by and, breaking and- the rules. And this is something that you do every day then? Like it's it's something that you're conscious of and, and you allow it to shape your personality and your interactions? Yes, it, it is. For me, being a Theron is as devout as somebody who is Christian, who is a devout Christian or Orthodox or Jew or Muslim. It is my faith. It is my being, and I, I relish it. I embrace it. And I strive to be better 
the cause of it. So how do you share it with others? I know that you had mentioned uh, before we got on the air that that you were starting a group of some kind. And I, what is that one of the ways you're sharing it? Are there other ways? Well, besides talking to people about it and being very open about the religion and their faith, I love to listen to other people's faith because that is a strong point in their spiritual growth. Um, we are myself and uh, Salish and another friend are actually working on what is called the Once Wild Project. And it is going to be a community of Therans. We are in the beginning process of looking for property, building land, so that people can come together who are of like mind and like faith and be amongst family and friends so that they can learn and grow and promote their lives. It, it sounds kind of in a way a lot like uh, like a religious temple or a sacred ground in, in some aspects. How does it compare to that? Um, actually, that it's in 180 degrees of that, uh, whereas you have churches that are organized and structured and prayer rituals and all of this. We just want to learn to be better. We want to learn to be and grow on the great spiral. Now, you have to understand some, some depth into it. There's a little book called The Kabayan, which was written by the three initiates in the early 1900s, and it is a culmination of ancient history older than the Egyptians, and it teaches you that you are on a spiral of learning, that you are always, that when you die, you don't go to heaven or hell, that your spirit just moves forward, and you're here, you come back and learn. And you continue to learn so that you can be part of what is known as the all or the greater spirit. That's why I'm a Theron deist. I believe that there is something out there greater than I am. Can I put a name to it? I call it mother, as, as in mother earth. I call it the great spirit or the all. But it's not a temple. It's not a place of worship where you would sit down and, and say prayers and everything. Being a Theron in the ancient context, such as the Greeks did, was literally to come together to learn to be better than our animal kin. So when we create this community, when we get the property, when we build the homes, it will be a place almost like a retreat where people can come and find out more about their spiritual self so that they can grow. There's no real leader. There's no real priest. There's no nothing in that context. We are just trying to help each other along our own journeys. I have to say, like, one of the greatest joys about doing the show um, when we're not, you know, running around at a con, like when I saw you last, is just, just learning a lot of this because this is all new ground for us. And so it's it's just fascinating to see how deeply integrated it is and, you know, how it influences you on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I guess that what that brings up in my mind is, is let's say that there is someone who – feels these inclinations, doesn't hasn't had a way to put words to them or express it, where where would you recommend right now that they could go to learn more about this and see if, if this might be for them? See if it's for them. Well, first off, you can write us at is uh, once a wild once project at live.com and we will help but the greatest thing that you can do is actually study the history of, of religion, study Buddhism, study uh, you know, Christianity, study all the religions, because 
as an example in history, except on one continent, there has always been the wolf that has created and guided. You have Remius and Ramus. You have the Mongolian beliefs of the wolf god. Almost every religion has a wolf-based animal that is a god that guides the people, be it through harvest or through you know, the hunt or whatever. You know, the Native Americans are just, you know, their their whole culture is that. Um, and with the exception of South America, which was based upon the cats, great cats, the jaguars and such, they, they all have some base form of animalistic worship or deity concept. Even the Egyptians had, you know, the the uh, animal-headed gods. The thing that I ask people to do is simply look at themselves first and start doing research. And don't come into this with the pre, you know, described notion that you are anything other than just an empty vessel and you're wanting to learn. And when people step back and do that, they realize that there is something greater out there. I mean, here in America, our founding fathers, many of them were Christian, but many of them were deist. Hmm. So they accepted the fact that there was something greater out there than themselves, whether you call it God or Jehovah or Allah. That's hmm. your choice. And what we like to do as Therans is help people understand that there is more and that you can be a devout Christian and be a Theron as well because you are trying to break the three rules of the animal. Now, I've, I've said that several times, so I should probably explain that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, in, in order to be an animal, there are three simple rules. It boils down to rule number one is me first. Rule number two is my family or my pack second. Rule number three is everyone else. To break the rules of the animal, to be the better human, you have to switch one and three. You have to put everyone else first, your family or your pack second, and yourself last. And for the Christians who are listening to this, Christ said that, do unto others. That is ancient history. And to be better than the animal, you have to literally put your desires at once last so that your fellow man and your family can benefit. And then you can benefit. That, that so that's absolutely fascinating. I'm, I'm sitting here with like my <laughs> jaw dropped because it's, it's, so, it's such a powerful way of thinking, you know? And, and to have it put yeah. in that context is is really enlightening. Well, I hope that's what I'm able to to bring across to people when they ask me about it because really it's not a form of, you know, of socialism. It's a form of respecting everybody else in this world, letting them live their lives, letting them believe how they want, and occasionally offering them a paw up so that they can move forward on that greater spiral. And I have my days. <laughs> I'm I'm heavy into politics and I'm heavy into defending the freedoms of people in this nation. But first and foremost, I am a Theron and I will do everything that I can to break the three rules of the animal so that I am better than my animal kin. 
that that is just that's just it's incredible and I'm hoping I hope the audience can can really sense the power in in what you're saying because it's very rare we have someone with super deep conviction like we're hearing you know come from you right now so definitely if someone wants to investigate you say that they should uh study religion just to make sure I get all the high points here um, study religion and then kind of just it seems almost like just take notice of the world around you it is because as a Farron, you have to realize that we are all literally part of this planet we are its caretakers we are its stewards and we are part of everything that is here you know because when we are born we live we consume we die we go back into the ground you know we are no we are no different than the deer or the lion or the whale we live we consume we die we go back and regardless what faith you choose to believe in regardless how your heart guides you that is the one thing that we want to be able to get you to understand is that or to actually get you to understand is a bad word to help you come to your own realization that you are part of the greater circles, you are part of the, the greater planet, and whether you believe that God put you here to, to guide you home, or Buddha, or Vishnu, it doesn't matter. We all can be better than the animals that we really are. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's shift gears here a little bit. Sure. And let's talk about the bridge between this this belief system of Theron and the furry fandom. I mean, obviously, there's the visual overlap and the fact that there are animals involved, but how do you see the two overlapping? Well, if you talk to most furries who are lifelong furries, they'll tell you, I have a connection with you know my fursana. And sometimes it changes, sometimes it grows as we grow. But I see it as a way for us to express our animals, even some of the fun ways. I mean, I've seen some marvelous fursuits that would never exist in nature. But on the other hand, the, the furries, the people inside them are getting to be something that they're not, which in reality is a way of them stressing and reaching the point that they acknowledge the animal side of them. For some, it's a fad. For some, it's just, you know, they haven't opened their eyes yet. For some, they'll talk about their fursana as if it is themselves. The lifestyle in a lot of people is the latter. Because um, I know, like, I know Rue and I will refer to ourselves as our characters because it's just perfectly natural, I guess. We've been around long enough. Right. And a lot of the fandom is young. And a lot of it is growing up. Um, and most of them want to be part of society's norm. And you don't see many 50-year-olds who will go around to, to furry conventions writing anthropomorphic books and referring to himself as a wolf. But I do because I've accepted where I'm at, and hopefully a lot of our youth that are in the fandom and truly believe they have a connection to their sauna or to, to their their furry self will still have the same courage to tell society you don't have a right to tell me anything because you don't know yourself i i think i do it my way and say everyone's a nutbag so leave my brand of nut alone 
I agree. <laughs> <laughs> right now, mine's mixed and salted, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. Planters. Yeah, yeah, you know. How how can you say what is and what is not normal? I mean, we have people who decorate and adorn their body in body art, and they've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. So some as far back as the Egyptians or, or Babylonians, Sumerians. So what is normal for for us today to say that? Oh, look, he's got piercings, or she's got you know big hoop rings, or you know, who cares? We've been doing that forever. This is the same thing. There, if you look throughout history, people have always referred to themselves in some animal form or another. Uh, Native Americans. I mean, one of the oldest American, uh, North American uh, races have always had a spiritual connection and dress in, in feathers and hides um, for ceremonies. Uh, you look down at the, the the Mayans and the Incans. They were worshippers of the the cat and the snake gods. So history is full of furries, for a better term. <laughs> we just didn't know what to call it then. <laughs> and what we do these days seems to be pretty tame compared to that <laughs> on a relative scale. Well, you know, it's it's a learning process, so to speak. But it's fun. You get to have fun. You get to go out and for a weekend in a world that is just full of uh, of dreary tidings. You get to be something that you're not. You, you know, you go to a fur meet, you get to sit around the table and laugh with your friends. They don't judge you, and that's really one of the greatest things I'll ever have to say about the fur. There's a lot of drama, but I can tell you this much: you never see anybody judging you for who you're, whose hand you're holding, whose heart you believe in, who you love your height, your weight, your skin color. The fandom is truly blind to all of that. And if we ever had a way of teaching society to, to cross the, the race barrier or the, the stereotypical barrier, the furry fandom. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It's, it's, it's absolutely full of, of love and, and just a huge amount of acceptance that you see all the time. Um, well, you know, we're coming up on the end of, of the segment time here, but is there is there anything you wanted to touch on or make sure that you got in before I end the segment? I would really like to stress that if you want to know more about being a Theron, write me, drop me a note. Me and Salish will either re re respond to you, and we will help you. So just drop us a note at <clears> – I'm sorry – just drop us a note at wildonceproject at live.com. And feel free to ask us anything. We will work together to help you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm going to wrap up the segment then and say, hey, thanks so much for coming on, especially at last moment, and for sharing some of your deeply personal beliefs. I know that's not easy for everyone. Um, and thank you so much for your time. I thank you for having me. I truly do. Wonderful. Well, we are going to go to the news, and then we will be back with part two of the episode. Attention listeners, now is your chance to be... Me? Hey, what's going on here? So you... So, 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 so
J'ai compris. For what it's worth, would like to hear you record an ident. What's an ident? The bit after the news where you typically hear me say you're listening to For What It's Worth. Except, now we want to hear you say it. For details on how to get on the air, go to our website at forwhatitsworth.com and click the Record Our Ident button on the gray navigation bar. Can you do better than me? Challenge accepted. Today on For What It's Worth News. AAE, the organization responsible for further confusion, has selected a new logo for the convention going forward. An artist visiting a furry convention for the first time claims his car is broken into and art supplies stolen. And a fandom favorite movie is finally released on Blu-ray. Bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom, this is For What It's Worth News. Today we start with the news. AAE, the nonprofit corporation which holds further confusion, has completed selection of their new logo. Helvetica Bold, aka Foofers, has submitted the winning logo, which is a light blue sphere with several animal silhouettes and the word furcon. Runners up will be printed in the next con book. 33 entries contended for the honor of winning, with a patron-level sponsorship for FC 2014 as the prize. Kyagi Holt, an artist who visited Indie FurCon and ran a table in the dealer's room, but is not a furry, has issued a reward for information leading to the return of art materials he claims were stolen from his car. Information provided by Flera, the furry news site, indicates no other valuables were stolen from Holt's car, only art. A police report has been filed and a reward has been made available. Disney has released Robin Hood on Blu-ray in Blu-ray Region 1 to celebrate the 40th anniversary of its 1973 release. The pack also includes a digital copy, which can be streamed from Amazon or downloaded from iTunes for watching on the go. Sword on the Stone has also been released, offering some download options, as has Oliver and Company. In local news, Salt Lake City will play host to its first furry convention this coming weekend. Anthrocon, which originally started as a local event for those who could not go to Anthrocon, has grown in scope to the point where it has been organized as an official convention. The convention features a full suite of panels, extra perks for higher registration tiers, a discounted hotel room block, and more. The convention runs August 30th through September 1st at the Radisson downtown. Registration is required to attend events and is available on site. Now we go to upcoming conventions. Zampacon is scheduled for September 4th through 8th in Bologna, Italy. For relaxation is scheduled for September 6th to 8th in Columbus, Ohio. Rainforest is scheduled for September 26th to 29th in Seattle, Washington. And as a reminder, For What It's Worth Live will be presented on Friday at 7 p.m. Furwag is scheduled for October 4th through 6th in Perth, Western Australia. Bringing you the latest news from the furry fandom, this is Tugs from FWIW News Desk. Hello, chaps. This is Rufus Sigma reporting from Michigan State University in East Lansing, Michigan, and you are listening to For What It's Worth, your one-stop shopping destination for furry drugs of all varieties. (laughs) (laughs) What? Furry drugs. They're a bitch. Is there any better kind? 
I guess not. <laughs> I had, you know, I had honestly forgotten all about furry drugs until he did that. And I was like, yay! Obscure references! <laughs> yeah. Fursuiting is one hell of a furry drug. <laughs> well, thank you to Rufus for that. Uh, we are accepting iDance. Hooray! So if you want to hear your voice on the show, uh, there will be details at some point in this episode if they haven't played already. And that then you can be on the air, too. It's on our website. Push, Go look at it. And just so everyone knows, an ident is, I think, more of a European term, but it's that you're listening to uh, little bits that they play. Identification. Identifier? Yep. Yep. So, we want you. But in the meantime, we Let's will continue. Let's go to our topic of Otherkin. Which is... A good place to go. Yes, we're now turning it to there. Okay. So, <laughs> so that was what, a great segment or segue. Yes, it Seg was you. a segue. You know, that's gonna be the new um, Cars movie and the new Planes movie. It's gonna be segways. Hi. <laughs> Guess what? We have somebody back that you guys remember. We dug probably up from the from, Yes, yes, he's been in season one. I think he might have been in season two, but I don't remember. No, I think he was. Um, but <laughs> the last time that he was on our show, he was on here with his mother. Welcome back. Are you nuts? I know. It's crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Welcome back. Who are you? I would highly recommend to you listeners at home to actually take a look at that episode. Because it was actually very informative. We were on break this Mother's Day, so there was no sequel. Yep. So, say hi. Ah, oh, fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dragon, right? Of course. You have an interesting character, so kind of, kind of recap your character for the people who are new. Okay, I actually developed my own dragon species for myself, and... Start, you hatch out of your egg as some other species, and then later turn into your true form of a dragon. Like, when you say other species, you mean like, like not a dragon to dragon? Yeah. Oh, okay. exactly. Out of an egg. So My character actually hatched as a tundra wolf. Nice. Nice. And how, how big is your character? Over 60 feet tall. Is there a particular reason? Macro? Not so much, just big. <laughs> That's tall. Six stories. So why did you choose, choose a dragon? Well, based on the topic of the episode, I think everyone can figure it out, but I have a fairly p close connection with dragons. <laughs> if you haven't figured that out by now in this episode, they're not paying attention. <laughs> I think that a lot of the audience is doing something while they're listening to the show, be it driving or inhaling organic matter or <laughs> no i don't want to think of our listeners like that what, i reading? want to think of them like <laughs> drinking from champagne glasses <laughs> having five mimosas <laughs> wow you're delusional <laughs> having them be on a yacht <laughs> if we have listeners on a yacht i want to talk to you we want to do a show on your yacht watch you get an email so uh how long have you been involved with the furry fandom uh, let's see. It's been about four years now. And there was the auspicious start, right? Was that before the four years or was that? That was well before the four years. Okay. So it's four years of general. Yeah, four years of being active. Good. Nice. I think it's amazing that you have a family that is very supportive of your decision in being a furry. 
Well, they figure I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah. <laughs> what do you Yet. mean a decision? Like, <laughs> well, your mom has gone to a convention with you. You're Twice. Like... <laughs> Twice? Which con? Rainforest. Oh, wow. What in, did you think? In 2010 and 2011. She actually had a lot of fun. Did she get drunk? Is your mom a drinker? No. No. She doesn't drink? Okay. No, she doesn't drink. I like how that's my question. Did you get drunk in a con? <laughs> <laughs> so. So which side of the coin do you fit on? Uh, I call myself an other kin. Oh, wonderful. These notes are going to be all wrong, Ruchi. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so you are an other kin. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, let's start there, and we'll just wing it, right? The show notes are completely useless at this point. No, it's not. Fail. So what is your definition of other kin? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> and we want to know the loaded answer. Okay, so I'm not going to give you my... A definition. I'm going to get what give you what it is for me personally. Hang on a second. I think our host is dead. Yeah, Rue's choking. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> okay. For me, what it is, I, I've known pretty pretty much for as long as I can remember. You know, it's like three year olds. At you know, two three year olds recognize themselves in the mirror. For as long as I remember, I've had issues connecting with who I see in the mirror with myself. That has never really clicked for me. It never really made sense. So for me, it's really more of a subconscious thing where it's like, is that really me? Consciously, I know, yes, it is, because that's what that piece of glass on the wall does. But subconsciously, it feels wrong. So that's the way it is for me. Is it, um, I guess it's kind of like when you look at your own photo, maybe you're like, is that me? Yeah. Is it kind of like that? Yeah. Hmm. You know, actually, just as a quick aside about the photo thing, and which may help you kind of understand the feeling that goes with that, there is a YouTube video about um, seeing yourself and how when you look in a mirror, it, it can be like what you're used to, and when you look at a photo, it's completely different. Like your brain doesn't process it the same. Well, it's the difference between looking at a past version of yourself and your current version of yourself. Exactly. See, you know, people don't get that with the mirror because that's what their brain knows them as. In my case, my brain wants to see something different, and so it doesn't quite match up. So what does other kin include? <laughs> Again, we've, 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 it's a fuzzy line. There's, there's one definition where it's a mental or physical thing. There's one definition where it's all, okay, what species is it? Is it if it's a mythological species like a dragon it's another kid if it's a real species that has existed or does exist like including dinosaurs it would go into therian so it's a very blurry line and some just say it's whatever you prefer to call yourself is does it absolutely exclude any particular element or something like that not that i know of i mean I know what it is for me, but other people might say, okay, you're not part of this because of you're this thing, or you claim to be this, but I'm not like that. If you want to call yourself whatever, you can. I don't care. So what would you prefer to see in the mirror, then, when you're looking at it? Obviously a dragon. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean... Well, I, 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 60 feet tall versus 6-ish feet. <laughs> you're not going to fit in the mirror. <laughs> you might break that there. Is there some adaptability there? Well, you have to remember my character is a shapeshifter. Mm. Meaning, you know, hatching as a tundra wolf, turning into a dragon. We maintain that ability of this species. You know, now, sorry. I, Go ahead. Oh, I was also going to ask, like, 
I've heard like some other kin, or maybe the Cistarian, that um, that people have had like phantom limbs and stuff like that. Have you had that experience yourself, or <laughs> only after fursuiting for a while? <laughs> I actually, I've had that too. Like where you wear a tail for a while and you get used to that bump, 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 bump when you walk, uh-huh. and then you're like, whoa. <laughs> Like you, yeah. you, you can sort of feel it. Anyway, now when you dream, here's a question: When you dream, do you do you dream as a dragon? Then I don't genuinely remember my dreams, but everyone I do remember, not so much. Hmm. I generally dream in the first person, so I don't really see myself. Okay, so it's, yeah. when it's I remember not... my dreams, it's generally in the first person. So it, I can't really say for sure. So, would, so how do you reconcile the whole, I have DNA, and then I have this other way of existing? Do you just let them exist in conflict? I don't really, it, I don't, to me, they're not really in conflict, because like I said, my the species of dragon I created, you actually start with the DNA of your base species. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I might have human DNA in actuality, but... If I'm really this species, it would then turn into dragon DNA when I did my first change. Gotcha. So that kind of answers the question of, because I I know that there's some people that that think that their spirit is of an animal, but I've also heard of people that that actually think that they are an animal. Like, I don't know how... Where I'm going with that? <laughs> uh, no, no, I know you're talking about. Um, I can't remember his name. Suddenly, it escapes me. Who recently died? Um, who did all the tattoo and body modification? Yeah. He he was he had that belief. So that he actually was like a a cheetah. You're talking about stalking cat. Thank you. But yeah. I'm asking you, are you. Do you actually like? Do you actually think that you are like your spirit is a dragon? Like that, it is of a dragon, but are you, are you human? That has the spirit of a dragon, or are you a dragon? Uh, I would say with mine, it's I am a dragon. It's totally mental, and I don't believe in spirits or anything like that. So it wouldn't make sense to say, oh yeah, I have the spirit of a dragon because I don't believe in spirits. So it's all mental for me. So how long did it take you to get comfortable just saying that? Because a lot of people would look at that on its face value and say, what? It actually took me a long, long time. I mean, when I first became active in the fandom and found the term, I was hesitant to call myself an otherkin. So I said, I'm borderline otherkin. You kind of eased into it? Yeah, I mean, I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but I want to at least be honest with myself. It's kind of like saying that you're bi. (laughs) For some people. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you just one day were like, all right, screw this. I'm yeah, basically I'm... I went and like, okay. It, it's I am. There's no question about it. It it's it's there. Might as well not just be How have people reacted to that? I haven't had any issues with it. You know, people's like, okay, it's just a quirk about you. Have you okay. ever had a negative reaction? I haven't personally. Of course have... I don't think a lot of people know. I'm other kids. Well, now everyone does. Oh, yeah, everyone does. <laughs> but it's not something I'm trying to hide or anything like that. It's just not something I bring up all the time. You know, I was looking at some YouTube videos again. Yay, YouTube. Um, he needs a Chromecast. Chromecast. But I was, I was basically, I was running into somebody that was having those, 
Um, Thoughts? Uh, no, he was having issues where, um, you know, whenever he brings up the subject of other kin, like he doesn't like talking about it. And apparently he, he said that most other kin don't actually like talking about it because he finds that, well, people don't understand it. And people quickly try to change the subject. They're kind of like, they nod and they're like, so the weather outside or like, something like that. Like they're uncomfortable with it? Yeah, they're uncomfortable with like talking about that or or with that individual. Yeah, have, it, it, it's a really really personal thing, and so it can be one of those things that can be awkward to talk about. So you know, it can put a lot of people off just talking about it. And they don't want to. It's personal, and so when you get with another other kin, like what are um, is there a connection? Like, can you there, tell? Yeah, I can't. I mean, that's not something I've... There's not like a gaydar for other kin? Not that I've experienced. <laughs> because I've heard that other kin can usually identify like other kin. Like I- I've heard I from Scott another size. That. Yeah, Scott did. Yeah, he mentioned it on one of our other episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's things that can t- you can pick out that says, okay, they're probably another kin, but you never know. I mean, especially when most of the people you engage with are the furry fandom. And it's like, okay, everyone has things that make it seem like they could be other kin going on, but you never really know. You know, I'm going to bring up this now. I, I really think that it's amazing that we have a, we have an amazing fandom where, you know, people can feel okay with, you know, being themselves and coming out and saying, you know, hey, I think that, you know, I'm, I think that I'm gay or I think that, yes, I'm going to associate it with this. I'm, I'm really sorry if I offend people here. Or I feel like that I'm a dragon. Or, you know, different things like that. It's, it's great that we have a fandom that, um, that's open to each individual and what they believe. And um, You can explore who you are without fear in the fandom. Exactly. We're, like, we really can talk. I mean, we're running around in animal costumes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of animal costumes, so how does fursuiting play into it? Is it kind of like a, a metamorphosis of some kind, or how do you see that? For me, it's kind of a release. It allows my brain to see something in the mirror that it accepts as me. It feels far more natural. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's this release. It's like my brain builds up tension. This is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. So there are times when I was like, I have to get in fursuit. I need to get out in fursuit right now because my brain needs it. Do you do you expect one day to have some kind of just sudden transformation then or I don't expect it to happen but I would like it to <laughs> <laughs> And then everything will be reconciled and all is well. Yeah, exactly. And hmm. then and then will you You know what I'm asking. I know our audience doesn't, but but then No, you cannot ride on my back. That is never going to happen. This is not how to train your dragon. <laughs> that movie lies. Dragons cannot be trained. <laughs> so when you walk around in public or even at a con, do you feel just out of place? I don't. I think some might, but not me. It's like I can get along with people. And it's like, you're people. Good for you. I'm a dragon. <laughs> Good for you. Woo. I'm better than you. I know it. <laughs> oh. No, no modesty. None. None. 
Um, how how can someone who is curious about this, or if they if they want to approach someone and ask them if they might be another kinner, they've talked to someone who says that and they want to know more, is there a good approach that they can use? Because obviously, even in asking our questions, we've been a little uneasy because <laughs> we we don't quite know the right way to ask the question or the right jargon to be using. Because we don't want to offend people. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you want to be respectful. Exactly. Um, I think it's going to vary person by person. Like, chances are, if you know someone, you're more li- if you know someone as other can, you're more likely to already be fairly close friends with them. And so you already know how they're going to respond to certain questions. You already have a framework to ask them around. Uh, if you go around to someone, a straight, uh, someone you don't really know, but you know they're another kin... That can be a little bit trickier because it varies person to person. Like me, I'm perfectly okay if you just come and ask about it. Just, you know, hey, tell me about this. Okay. This is what it's like. So I've had some people that have have basically said on the internet, I want to be another kin. You, they like become one? Yeah, they want to be another kin. <laughs> now, as far as what I understand is it's not something that you can become. Right. It's something that you are born with. Right. I mean, it might, there might be like some things, like there are things that can develop from medical conditions, like, oh, I had a seizure and I changed in this way, mentally. So, you know, it could happen, but it's not something you choose. You're a fairly straight-edge person, right? Like you're not much into drinking or mind-altering substances, right? No. Uh, do you know of any other person who's another kin who like goes to that as kind of like a, a, a release kind of like when you first suit. Have you heard of such a thing? Uh, there's no one I know specifically that does that, but I'm sure they're out there because again, it's a mind altering drug. It gives you what you want. Yeah, true. So it's like, I can see that being a release for some people. But <laughs> Rue is just completely lost over there. He has no clue what's going on. He's like, what is happening? I don't know. I think his mind is saying, I wish I was drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, we sort of have kind of touched on it in general, but is there anything unique about the way other kin and furries will relate in the fandom? Not that I've seen. I mean, I for me, it's just perspective on the whole thing. You know, okay, I'm a fan of anthropomorphics. I'm a furry. But I also have this quirk in my brain, which sees myself as a dragon. To me, they go hand in hand. They make perfect sense to go together. I mean, I understand some people might see, it, might not see it that way, but they never bring it up to me or anything like that. So I have no issues between the two. It I can see sense. how furries are very accepting of oh, yeah. of other kin. So it's a it's a good community for yeah. other kins to be a part of because, you know, hey. You know, I've imagined myself as a great big, gigantic, um, Dildo. young, no, <laughs> shut up, young, um, bushy tail fox running around eating tail cookies. bursting out of pants. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> you were saying? I only have one page of show notes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and in talking about this, so... I we we haven't done the episode yet, but I mean I've I've studied it when I was in college and stuff. Um, when when people are transgendered, they have the same sort of thing where they look in the mirror and they don't agree with the image. Their brain is like, no, something is right. amiss. Would you say this is kind of like that? I've often thought that was a good comparison, but I've always been kind of timid to make it. Well, I made it <laughs> because okay, they might say, okay, you're crazy because you believe you're an animal, something that you know isn't possible. 
I mean, with a with the transgender, it's like okay, you have a wrong chromosome. That's a. But we share so much DNA with animals. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's but they they see it as a. I I think they'll see it when I think about the comparison. That, oh, they they won't. They'll think that this is a bigger stretch than that, and but I did see something that made me less hesitant to make the comparison. It was a an article. I think someone did it at FC this year, mm-hmm. and they went and interviewed. Like at the very end of the article, they were interviewing a transgendered furry, and they actually said, "I feel sorry for Otherkin because while I can do have all these options for myself to make myself look the way I feel, they don't have that." Hmm. So it's like, okay, now I don't feel so bad about the comparison because this they get it as well. It's the same thing. So it's like I've often considered that comparison. Do Do you wish there were more? I don't know. Options, I guess, is probably the best word for for you. Like, do you wish you had, like, uh, grafting or augmentation or, or whatever? I I probably wouldn't do any of that. I mean, I have fursuiting. I mean, it's good enough for me. But I I would probably consider it if, there, <laughs> if it was out there because especially a tail. I'd love to have a real tail. Oh my I'll, God, be honest. Be awesome. <laughs> I'll be honest. I would get a real tail if I could. You know, it's funny. But, yeah, go, yeah. go Oh, but I'm sure it would cost like millions and millions of dollars Probably. to get some sort of procedure like that. I actually was getting um, a massage the other day. I know. I have a friend who's a massage therapist. <laughs> um, so don't, don't get all excited. Actually, it's Jenica. Um, and I, she was giving me a massage. She's going to kill me when she listens to this. Um, and I was like, man, if I had a tail right now, I'm laying on the table. If I had a tail right now, that'd be awesome. Like, it would be like wagging. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first time I was like, I'd be okay with that. You know? Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because we don't, I mean, isn't science working on stuff like that? They are, right? To some degree, but, you know, there's a lot of resistance to that kind of thing. It's like, should we really be doing this kind of thing with our bodies, changing them this much? And I say yes. Go for it's your, it. Well, it's your body, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. Having a tail wagon behind, bursting from your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So it, there's no way to transform it. No one can be drawn to it. Are there other supporters or just people that are friendly and don't care about other kind, like the fandom in general? Is is there a more specific like we are here to support you type group? Not that I know of. It's just okay. That's who you are, big deal. Most for the most part. That's what most people that I've run into. It's like, okay, great. You're one of the crazy people, but you're okay, I Have guess. A drink. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen a specific group of, yeah, we support them or whatever, because it's not really in my experience frowned upon. It's just part of who you are. It's a quirk. Do you do you think we'll become more accepting of that kind of thing in the future? Will the future generations not care as much? I think that's exactly what we're seeing at this point is it's like, okay, in the past, this kind of thing has been, okay, you need psychological treatment. We're going to put you in an asylum. And, and now people don't really... cornflakes. Like the people, I, the younger, the, like the furry crowd is like the younger people to begin with. So it's like, okay, people are starting to accept these weirder quirks that aren't hurting anybody. So it's, okay, it's definitely getting going that direction. Any final thoughts? that you have about Therians or other kins or anything else that you want to say? Tell us about your family. <laughs> do they, they know you're another kin, right? We actually haven't gone that far in talking about it, but I don't think they'd care if I said something like that. I mean, it's my family. They, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm attracted to men. Big deal. We don't care. 
<laughs> I, I like to wear a tail around everywhere I go. Okay, have fun. So it's like, I subconsciously think I'm a dragon. Whatever. <laughs> you don't have, where's your tail? Yeah, but... but oh, the, okay, you do have it. Yeah, but at the same time, if you were like, okay, I'm going to go do drugs now. They would probably be like... Well, they'd start eh. to... They actually... My mom has offered to buy me my first drink if I wanted to start drinking. Why don't you drink? It's just a personal choice. Mm. I'm just like, eh, I don't... Drunk dragons are bad. I, I like having control of my mind. <laughs> are you worried that if you didn't have control of your mind, it might go awry? Actually, there is a reason for that, and I'm not going to get into it. It's okay. a different topic overall, so... Okay. But yeah, there is... Something that I would like to keep my control of my mind to prevent. <laughs> Do you have personal struggles with being another kid ever? Uh, not anymore. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, I, w- I grew up having this disconnect between what I looked like, right, right. what I really was, and what my brain wanted to see. And, you know, that probably made me awkward growing up and didn't have many friends and that whole typical story. And But now it's, okay, I've accepted who... Accepted this piece of me. I'm with. I'm making friends that you know. Even if they knew, they wouldn't care. Sorry. And so you know, it's, now it's not an issue. Where can someone go if they think that they might be another kinner? If they want to learn more, where are good resources? Okay. When I was growing up, we did not really have this thing called Google. <laughs> Yay for Google! Is that what the internet is now? It's Google. <laughs> internet. We we had the internet kind of while I was growing up. But it was extremely limited, and you couldn't really search for things. And oh, so you had AOL? Yeah, I, that's what, that's where. I mean, <laughs> when I was just a little kid, there was no internet. Internet was that expensive, and then I was a teenager, and okay, we we're starting to get Yahoo. Yahoo! And it was Yahoo. okay. We kind of start finding things, and then now Google. So it's like just go to Google. It's a, it's a safe thing to Google. Yeah, it's not yeah. like furry. Yeah. I haven't had any <laughs> issues Googling it, so okay, good. go for it. I've seen people Google for Yahoo. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. I want to slap them. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts for, for the audience out there? You know, just be open-minded. I mean, everybody's different. You probably have weird quirks that people would find odd and something really unusual or look down upon. So, you know, let other people have their quirks and don't, you know, belittle them for them. Be yourself and be proud of it. Exactly. It's like the message of every episode, isn't it? I like that message. It's a good message. All right, cool. Well, we are going to go to our last break, and then we're going to come back and play the The game. game. Oh, no. You know how you listen to voices on radio or a podcast and wonder what the people behind them look like? Are they good looking? Do they have long hair? Are they a supermodel? Then the time comes where you meet the personality behind a voice and you realize, this person looks nothing like what I imagined. For What It's Worth is giving you the chance to do this again. It's For What It's Worth live at Rainfirst 2013. After your evening cocktails, Drop in at 7pm to see what Tugs and special guest host Keo Foxtrot from Fuzzy Logic look like. Then, as you bask in your disappointment, stick around and see what crazy show antics they get up to. The looks will be worth the laughs. For what it's worth live, 
Friday night at 7 p.m. Better with a buzz. Guest, show topic, and room to be announced. Hey everybody! Welcome back. Hi everybody. Hi everybody. <laughs> Guess what time it is? Whoa! Wow, you just blew out the board. Yeah. It's the Don't game. Don't ever do that again. The game. The game. Just remember, I will eat you. So you know how the games work, right? Ten questions, one point for a right answer, no points for <laughs> wrong answers, and imaginary points for almost answers that are right. <laughs> Almost right answers. So let's go on to question one. Who is Kurt Adams? A person. <laughs> That's probably really tasty. It's Turkic for Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> question two. What recent video game series, Loaded with Balls, features a Therian-style form for one of the side characters? Game loaded with balls. That's your keyword. That, that sounds extremely gay for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Muscle March. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Doesn't sound like one I'm familiar with. Are you giving up? Take a guess. It's not NBA Jam either. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to read the question again? No, I got the question. <laughs> But, hmm, I can't, like the only game I can think of with balls and anything even remotely fairy would be like some kind of Dragon Ball game. <laughs> Pokemon, gotta catch them all. The Kami Trio, they actually have a Therian form. I don't know. I was like, what? <laughs> So, question three. A famous Hans Christian Andersen character is sometimes considered a Therian. Who is it? Hmm. Trying to think of any Hans Christian Andersen characters I know. <laughs> I read that and I'm like, Hans Christian Andersen? He's the guy who writes all the musicals, right? No. 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 <laughs> I'm, it's uh, Hammerstein I was thinking of. I... I can't even think of any characters. <laughs> the Little Mermaid. Uh, obviously, as you can tell, these questions are all Therian since you're other kids. So that way, you have <laughs> no advantage. So does that mean that we're... <laughs> Never mind. No. Um, what aspect of the Zulu, Zulu mm -hmm. culture involves Therian? Therianthropy? No, Therianapolis. Therianapolis? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? No, they're in apathy. They're in apathy. I can't say it. No. <laughs> well, we all, we all know Rue can't pronounce words to begin with. So <laughs> you gave him a long word. <laughs> so the whole question, which aspect of the Zulu culture involves therianthropy? Therianthropy. No. Therianthropy. Anthropy. Anthropy. <laughs> Yay! Very well. Anthropy. English level 99. <laughs> uh, it's 
thing. I'm going to have to say, I have no idea again. <laughs> the shaman's familiar is considered a transformed human. Okay. There you go. In ancient Inuit culture, what animal is involved with therianthropy? This one I might have a little bit better of a chance. One, the number of animals are limited. And two, I've done a little bit of study of Inuit in high school years ago. <laughs> well, I'm sure the facts haven't changed. But I have to remember what I studied. <laughs> and if this was even included in it. Um, I think I'd have to go with... The otter. <laughs> the otter will come to you. Well, otters are hot. Sorry. I, I actually wrote this question just for you, knowing that that's what you think. It's like, oh, he'd like it if an otter came to his house. Like, God sends you an otter, is what it is. What is? What are the name of the theriopic... No, not, not therian... Therian... Ah! Therianthropic? No! Therianthropic. Characters in Harry Potter. Not the actual names, like the class of character they're considered. Uh, trying to think of the actual word that they use. Animagus. That's it. You got a point. <laughs> Yay. Animagus. That also works out. So, what video game released after 2008 features an animal which is transformed against his will into another animal with stretchy rubber arms? <laughs> stretchy rubber arms? They're, they're not like really made of rubber, but they are like stretchy like rubber. I think it was a really horrible game. It was a, <laughs> half of it was great, half of it was awful. See, I avoid terrible games. <laughs> I wait for reviews to come out. The developers, when they asked them, why is only half of the game great? They said, because if we would have made it all that way, we would have had to make miles more of, of level. <laughs> and I was like, that's your job. <laughs> so after 2008, transforms into another animal with stretchy arms? Yep. <laughs> it's not really stretchy rubber arms. No, no, I explained that. It's like stretchy furry arms. You said that, right? Yeah, so they're not made of rubber. Oh. They just stretch like rubber. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Sonic Unleashed. He became the werehog. It was a horrible video game. Well, that's why I never played it. Yeah, it was a smart choice. The day levels were amazing. The night levels sucked. <laughs> And that happens to be the only time that he's unleashed, right? Yeah. Then he's like, otherwise Sonic. So, next question. What country is the city of Banana located in? Uh, I'm pretty sure we actually talked about this one earlier today, but I don't know if you actually mentioned where it is. I did not. I made sure not to. <laughs> I just, you were like, there's really a city called Banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing before the show. You know, I could... On one hand, I could almost see that being the name of a U.S. city, but that seems too easy. <laughs> so make a good, educated guess. So let's see. It also makes sense to be from a country that 
grows bananas a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not the Banana Republic. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I'll just go with my first idea, and that was the U.S., even though it's probably wrong. <laughs> the answer is the Congo. I'm going to go there one day when it's a safe country. So, so my theory was right. So never. Like bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine. It's debatable, but what ancient culture on the Mediterranean Sea had a possible theranthropic set of gods? On the Mediterranean Sea. That's your he. he. I mean, the only one on the Medi- that was even close to the Mediterranean, it wasn't really on the Mediterranean that I can think of that did would be the Egyptians. Yay! You got another They were on the Mediterranean. They're still on the Mediterranean. Well, the country is on the Mediterranean, but the actual civilization was off of it for a ways. Oh, yeah. You're right. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, I love this next question. (laughs) If you're listening to our show, you'll get the answer to this. (laughs) Who is the mayor of Colorado? only come up once. It did. And you, know, I have, you have to remember, I listen at work. <laughs> so I didn't catch that. <laughs> so I'm going to have to say I have no idea. Oh. oh. Charles, I mean, Charles Dixon. Okay, good. That car alarm went away. So what was the <laughs> score? Two. Two points! Yay! I'm not the worst, I'm sure. <laughs> I need an applause button. I'm adding one. Ah, here we go. Rue has the clap. So, <laughs> how do you feel about that game? I'm going to have to eat you guys at some point. So we move on to the listener mailbag. I was a little bit empty for what I would have expected. So next time, stuff it. Stuff our box. Stuff it. <laughs> well, I'm not, su- I'm not surprised it's not that full this week. Well, lis- listener mail is anything. Well, true. But, you know, it's like, uh, you didn't really re- have a chance to request new mail. I mean, the last episode oh, was true. a repeat. That's true. It's true. But, you know, it has been two episodes. Next time, we want lots of emails. Everybody write in. Even if it doesn't make sense, I just write in. I almost feel like when you say that, you almost sound like, it almost sounds I like have- you're like, Threatening our audience. I'm not threatening our audience. What I'm saying is that I love our audience. Or begging. They're very good begging. at not. They, I am begging. That they're very. They're very good about you know writing and just being awesome. And when they don't write in, I get a little sad. And I don't want to be sad. So you don't want Tux to be sad. I love either. it when our audience writes. It's what makes us do the show. So, anyways, let's start. This first email is from I can't say it right, Kaney Blue Pop. He said. To be honest, I would love to wake up as my fursona. I'm only having one problem about the spiritual connection with my fursona. I don't know what it means. I know I don't need a suit to be furry, but without it I feel incomplete and there are often times I dream about him. That's the whole email. Returning to you, dragon. Have you considered that maybe perhaps you're a Therian or another kin? (laughs) (laughs) We have a message we'd like to share with you. (laughs) 
Um, <sighs> well, you don't have to have a fursuit to be furry, which you said. If you want one, save up, I guess. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know quite how to respond, to be perfectly honest. What would you say, Ruby? Save up? Definitely. <laughs> He's nodding. Or you can make it out of mattress. You know what? I'll tell you what. Why <laughs> Just kidding. Write us, write us with a little bit more detail, and we will give you a better answer. We'll make a deal right now. A one-way deal. <laughs> Shall we read the next yes. email? It's from Axel. It says, Dear Tugs and Room. Got it memorized? Hi, my name is Axel. Thunderpaw. I am a baby fur. I love listening to your podcast. They never fail to make me smile, even when I feel terrible. My question, yay! My question might be a little off-topic, but I am hoping you'll answer it anyways. I'm about to go off to college for the first time, and I'm really excited to finally be free of my parents. Hooray! That is a wonderful time. And be more open about furriness. However. I have met no other furries in my area, and I'm wondering how I can find them. Keep up the great work, you guys. Stay furry. Axel. So, thank you, Axel. I appreciate you emailing in. I definitely, you know, I think that it's it, it was really fun when I went off to college to be able to be a little bit more open um, about myself. and different things like that so I completely understand where you're coming from and how excited that you are as far as not being able to meet furries in your area he doesn't know where they are um you know I would just I would google it I would google. try searching <laughs> Facebook um see if you can find anything if you can't find something then start something start a group that's that's for your um, college or, um, you know. Did he, did he say where he lived? I don't think he did. <sighs> wow, my breath just went nuts. Okay, so if you live in Southern California, I know this, um, I, and I'm they're going to kill me. We do have a club down there where the members listen, get together and listen to the show. So if you are going to a reasonably big college or university, check and see if there is a furry club because they are becoming a thing now. That might be a good resource. If not, then yeah, Google, Facebook, Meetup, Wikifur. Yeah. Does Wikifur have stuff like that? Uh, yeah, they do. Okay. Um, yeah, I would really recommend, you know, if they don't have a club, you know, at your college, maybe look at starting one. Because you'll probably be super surprised that there's probably like three or four. They come out of the woodwork. They're like termites. Exactly. They'll come. <laughs> if you make the group, they will come. Wonderful. Any other thoughts? Yeah, there are furries everywhere. You can live in a town of 100 people. You're not the only furry there. I can almost guarantee that. So, you know, just start looking. You'll find them eventually. Even if they may not think that they're I mean maybe they don't know what furries are exactly there's a lot of people that love animals and love drawing animals and they just might not be introduced to it and so by you um, creating something that makes it so that they have an opportunity to be introduced to it and they can find a place where they can be um, accepted and find out more about them 
Sorry. It'll be like Cheers, like except cheers. without bad actors. So. <laughs> Where everybody knows your name. We, what is up with you what? singing stuff we don't have rights to? Well, good thing I sing terrible, so therefore they can't get get us really on. Next. <laughs> so our next email is from Firefox, who's written us before under their other name, but now they are Firefox. Says, hi, Tugs. I have one G in my name. Uh, not two. Rue and Koru. First of all, Koru, I hope your paw is healing. How's your, how is it doing after you mashed it up with that ring when you cut it? Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's healed up fine. I don't have any scars or anything. And I, <laughs> scars are, are battle wounds. They're good. And all of the For What It's Worth cast as well. I keep missing out submitting my two cents to your show. Don't you live in England? It's Pence. Uh, and, oh well, next time. The episode about bullying in the fandom was quite a revelation to me, since I had simply assumed that people in the fandom were all accepting, but it appears not to be the case in some areas. The Unwritten Rules episode has become a favorite episode. One rule to add, though, if someone gives you their furry name, use that when addressing them. I get quite confused when I found someone who I who would not give me their real name. Keep up the fantastic show. Regards, Firefox. And yes, we did get your ideas. I wonder what internet browser he uses. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Safari. <laughs> Opera. <laughs> Opera. <laughs> You know, I have to say, I, I've uh, grown fond of Opera's HTML5 support, but that has nothing to do with this email. <laughs> um, you know, it is actually, that's a very good rule. I personally, when someone introduces themselves to me and they say, <coughs> I am X, if, they, if X happens to be their furry name, I mean, you're going to introduce yourself as what you want to be called by and paint that impression under. So I always make a point of calling people by their furry name because typically that's how they introduce themselves. And I, don't, I honestly, personally, don't get the obsession with, with legal names. Uh, at all, it's like if if you want to be called, blah, 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 then call them that, you know. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same exact way as as far as with me. I I personally feel that I, I like being char- called my character name. I like being called Rue. If you call me by my real name, it's and- not a real name. It's a legal name. Oh, sorry. If you call me by my legal <laughs> name, thank you. Then you know I'll be probably okay with it as well. But to some people. To some certain people that end up saying my real name when they know that I like being called um, called Rue, it can piss me off just a little bit. That's why that's why the term real name is not a valid term in my opinion. If you want to be called something, that is your real name. That's what you want to be called. A legal name is something on a piece of paper you have to deal with because the government makes you. Like people are like using <laughs> people sometimes use my real name as almost like a swear word to me <laughs> I just ranted about that term <laughs> oh. you know it's kind of funny you know how Google Plus has that whole real name policy legal name policy yeah that they backed off on a little bit they actually pinged me for that why? and I use my legal name on Google Plus <laughs> and they actually were like uh yeah, they looked at it this can't be a real legal name but it is so you know, yeah, I like. They actually like, no, you can't use this name. I, they, I fought it really easily, and it's like I just said, no, this is my legal name. I didn't have to prove provide any evidence for it. I mean, it's out there. <laughs> That's funny. So there's our rant about real legal names. But <laughs> but yes, if someone introduces themselves, I agree. Call them by what they introduce by, you know, and put it in your phone that way, and do whatever. Be respectful. I think that's how they want to be known. <gasps> I forgot to say something. 
It's so important. Okay, here you go. This is what I forgot to say that's so important. Now I'm forgetting it. No. Um, a sh huge, huge, huge shout out to one of our fans that listens to the show that happened to be on the airplane with my roommate who, if you guys remember somebody that was called Cheetah Penis. Oh my God. They were on the airplane and they started talking about the show to them. And he was listening to and the show with him. And he was listening to the episode that Mr. Cheetah Penis was in. So he was talking to Cheetah Penis and listening to the show with Cheetah Penis. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that was a huge shout out to um, some furry that I don't um, remember who How's you were. Taste? But it was what? It was like someone in Utah. So like Yay! they were traveling to Utah. They don't know anything about us. So. Hold on. That, that is such a meta thing. We'll do this. Yay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the email, Firefox. And we move on to the last one. It's from Not Zero. Who's doing our ident next episode? Not Zero says, "This is gonna be small. This is gonna be a small email, but I'm gonna, I'm going. Wow, gonna, wow. Where am I going? Going, 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 and gone. This is gonna be a small email, but I'm going to defy the rule uh, Rue made in episode four." White House bomb from your good friend, not zero. <laughs> Thank you. What just happened? He basically said keywords of the NSA is looking for in prison. <laughs> oh, good. And they listen to our podcast. They listen to everything. They do. They have a big ear. Thank you Sweet. for those people that are hearing these lovely words of bomb and white house in the same exact sentence we are yeah thank you men in black anuses men in black anuses yeah because they're they always wear suits and they're assholes so anyway i promise you those people that are listening to us now we are not terrorists thank we you. are moving on <laughs> <laughs> whoop that's it for listener mail so if you want to be in the listener mailbag, cast at forwhatitsworth.com. And don't forget to send me a cookie. And don't forget. Yes, our P.O. box is rather lonely. Someone should put something in it, like cookies. Yay! Or Tim Tams or something. Violet Crunch. Oh, I have requested that from a listener. People write in, hey, can you send us some of that good candy we don't get over here? If you send us Violet Crunch, Violet Crumble, depends on where you are. Um, Anything Codbury is just fantastic. If you send us that, we will review your country and turn on the party chocolate. light and turn on the party light. Yes, and and we will. If you send us that uh, Violet Crunch Crumble or Tim Tams, we will send you a lanyard in exchange. But that's only for the first five people. Da, 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 da. We're waiting. <laughs> okay, so before we go, a little bit Yuri of housekeeping. Yuri you gets to pimp himself. What do you do that you can pimp yourself about? I do a lot of scale mail stuff. What is scale but, mail? But I think at this point, you know, all of your listeners have already seen it. I don't think so. If you think, have you been it. to England? Have you been to Australia? I've been on the show how many times before and pimped it each time? Well, pimp it now. <laughs> 
Yeah, I do like scale tails out of aluminum scales. They're awesome. He's wearing one, and I always play with it when I see him. <laughs> Everybody does. It's fun. In fact, it got so bad, I started making mini versions and put them on key rings for keychains. Yeah, I have one right there. Where see? can you obtain them? You can commission me from, through Fur Affinity. I have all the information on my FA, which is really, really easy to find. It's simply you to you. You know, I actually changed it once to make sure it was easy to find. How do you spell it? Just so. Y-U-U-R-Y-U-U. There you go. If you can't find it, you're not trying. <laughs> and then how much does a little keychain thing go for these days? The keychain is $15 plus shipping. Nice. Very nice. I think those probably are really heavy though, huh? Not too bad. No. I typically, I'll do a, uh, typically in the U.S., I'll do a flat rate envelope for those. Oh, nice. So okay. Cool. Well, hopefully some people will hit you up. Well, thank you for coming onto our show today. I hope that you had a blast. It was great. Thanks for having me again. Yay! <laughs> I, I, I wonder when listeners are going to get tired of hearing me. I'm not tired of hearing you. You've never been on when I've been on, so I think, I think we've got some more uses for you in the future. Uses? Hmm. So you were saying something about housekeeping, cleaning something? Yes, yes. Let's discuss the future. First off, uh, don't forget to send in your idents. It's seriously super cool for us to get those, and it's just super fun, and we want you to be part of it. So And it keeps you guys interactive with the show, and that's what we want is interactivity and, and stuff like that. We want to hear from all six of you. For what it's worth, truly is driven by your letters, emails, voicemails, and more. The show would be a lot more boring without you. You make the difference. Here's how you can join in the fun. To comment on today's show topic, visit forwhatitsworth.com and leave your thoughts on the show notes page. You don't need to create an account to do so. Email the show at cast at forwhatitsworth.com for general comments. Rue at forwhatitsworth.com Tugs at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com and if you're lonely, Koru at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com can be used to contact a specific cast member. Voicemail is awesome and you don't have to type. So call 469-44-FURRY and leave us a message. Long distance charges may apply. Send cookies, packages, love, and not bombs to P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125. United States. If you would like to remain anonymous, just let us know and we will keep it that way. Before sending items to the show, please be aware we cannot return them to you for safety reasons. If you have original music or art you'd like played on the air or displayed on the website, send it to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to keep up between shows, check out our Twitter at forwhatitsworth, our Facebook page, or our Google Plus page. It's a great way to get your show fixed and see what we're up to. And now, back to the show. Now that Rue has moved and is lonely. Yes, I'm lonely. <laughs> I want your emails. Uh, but yeah, we want your emails, idents, Tim Tams, Violet Crunches and Crumbles, and delicious European and foreign chocolates. Because they're delicious. Someone sent us Japanese stuff. <gasps> What are we doing? I don't We're know. Like, send us things. Send us things. <laughs> well, I think it's because we've had the P.O. box, but we haven't had anything in the P.O. It would, box it would be nice for quite some time. If, if we don't get anything, we'll probably end up killing it, and we don't want to. Yeah. Because they're not free. Anyway, 
Um, next episode is going to be furry publishing. You're going to have <gasps> the owners of Rabbit Valley join us in studio. They're coming to town just for us. We wish there's actually, they're coming for Anthrocon. Um, so we're going to sit with them and we're going to ask them, how do you be a furry publisher? What do you publish? How the hell do you get away with publishing adult materials and so forth? So if you have burning questions or if you're an author and you want to know how do I get published, listen in, send your questions in. We want to hear from you because otherwise we're just going to sit around making faces at each other and that's not fun. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, it's fun for a little while, but it gets old fast. No, but but ask ask questions. I mean, this is your opportunity to ask questions to Rabbit Valley. We'll ask your questions. Please keep them, you know, classy. Classy and please don't send us like your manuscript of a story. Yeah. Like they will tell you how you can submit manuscripts. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, I like reading your stories, but I'm yeah. Send your questions. Mm-hmm. And then after that will be our 50th episode, and we will announce <gasps> our special what? topic then. What? It's We 50th? will announce it next episode. Next episode's 49. <gasps> so stay tuned, and next episode you'll find out what we're doing for 50. I'm won't be super excited. special, but it will be a fun topic. So I think that's it. Is there anything else? Nope. This has been Ru. This is Tugs. This is An- you to you. Anchor. And this has been For, for What, what it's, it's Worth. worth. <laughs> I hate when they don't screw it up, you know?